Let's go. Bingetown, how are we feeling tonight? It's your boy Dave here with Kyle and longtime friend of the pod, Alki. We are back again here to bring you more anime content with Attack on Titan, episode 79, Memories of the Future. For those listening to the podcast for the first time, Alki and myself say hello, Alki. Hey. have finished the manga while kyle so say hello kyle hello hello is our rookie watcher he has not read any of the manga so no need to worry we will not be spoiling anything from the manga with that being said let's get right into it this episode we get more into grisha jaeger's backstory specifically his time on paradise island and of course we get more big reveals so, as always, starting with our newbie, Kyle, what were overall thoughts of the episode? Just the show has such an ability. It honestly, reminds me of Dark a little bit in the sense that it just there's always another level. And it feels like once you hit a level, it's like it could never get crazier. But I just there's so much in the show that I could never have guessed was going to happen. But this episode is definitely in that like top three of reveals and things of I would never have guessed that the attack Titans special ability would be like being able to see future attack Titan inheritors memories. That's just like so out of left field and it's so interesting and it totally just blew the story open again for like the 18th time. So this was a great episode. I feel like I was, my mouth was open the whole time and it went by in the blink of an eye. Alki. I, um, I didn't remember or I didn't remember until watching the episode that that is the attack the attack Titan special ability. I actually remember asking you Dave and I always say this every episode how me and Dave have chats. But we have chats all the time about the show cuz it's banging. Um uh just like yo like what like what is the attack special ability besides besides the fact that it's a it's a brawler and I guess it's this. Um I said I've said this a couple of times, just like how great or big moments, especially for this past season and episode and season four, part one. But this was like such a huge information reveal this episode. And it and like like Kyle said, I remember while reading it, it blew the story wide open as well. And and it was a little confusing for me upon reading. Watching definitely helped clear some things up, but it's still um it still leaves a lot of questions, I think, for the audience. I mean, um, not, but like it leaves you wanting so much. You know, it's not like uh, questions where I felt things weren't covered or things or were poorly written. Like, obviously, the writing is great. the The story, the content of the story, has just gotten it's just getting deeper and deeper the further we get into this season. So, I'm excited uh, to see the next episode. But this episode was great, and it revealed a lot. Yeah, this it gets a little tricky. It always does with time travel. I mean, they're not necessarily time traveling, but when you are able to interact with events of the past and future, things can get a little tricky. Um, I think Attack on Titan just does a good job of just keeping it simple. Just to it's not over. It's not too complicated. They don't want it to be overly complicated. Um, but this kind of helps you explain a little bit more about Aaron and what he's going through now. He now that he can see the future and things like that. It's just you guys put it perfectly. It just blows the story wide open. Um, so let's continue on with this. Uh, we open with Aaron's birth. We see that Grisha is just very happy. 
in his life on Paradise Island. And to add a little bit more to that, Zeke adds the comment for a man who cast his old family into hell, which fairly accurate. That wasn't too long ago that this happened. And of course, that is still going to reside with Zeke specifically. He was just kind of getting his ass kicked this episode. I feel like Mm. last episode, he's like, oh, I faked the chains. Like, I've been here for so long. I have all the power. And this episode, just Aaron just kicked him right in the dick and was like, you thought, you thought. Like, he built him up too. Like, Zeke got, like, it's so depressing for Zeke. And like, he's just reaching his character climax. And Aaron's just using that to his advantage, essentially. Each member gets worse and worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, um, last episode, I mentioned how, um, Zeke, realizing falco had drank in the wine and how he was clearly upset to hear those news and it helped the watcher view zeke's humanity a little bit we see a lot more of that too because you see how wrongly honestly in my opinion i think he has such a poor point of view of his dad granted his dad was like a terrible father he treated him like shit when they were in marley but he had this idea, and I'm sure Dave will get into this in his uh, schedule, but I, he had this idea that he was this like very selfish, narrow-minded guy. But the whole time while he was in Eldia, in the walls, he was thinking about Zeke, you know? And, uh, and I, I was ref- it, was, it was really sad to see that for Zeke. You know, he didn't, he felt, I think it crushes his goals and motives a great deal because he has this idea he's playing it out because this um this second father figure helped him see the light or whatever when in reality behind the scenes his dad never really stopped loving him and it's mm-hmm. and it's sad and it's like it adds to the great depth of the show i love zeke so much more after this episode absolutely um it's i you just got a feel for the man i mean he's this guy's another one like Reiner who's been through a lot at this point in time. And it's the, the two completely polar opposite point of views that he's been being fed to his whole entire life just clearly are just playing a role into this man's character today. And it's just, it is heartbreaking to see, but to continue on what Zeke's ultimate plan is, is that he wants to show Aaron that his father has done nothing but brainwash Aaron this whole time. Uh, we get memories of him as a doctor, Zeke saying that it's just to get close to those in power so we can eventually steal the founding Titan from the king. And they kind of both agree that he'd do anything, including cast away his children, just to restore Eldia, um, which obviously is not the case, as we learn later on. But we also get some quick shots of uh, his interactions with like Hanes or Haynes or Hanes, however you want to pronounce it. Rest in peace to him. We see a brief interaction with him and Kenny Ackerman, which is really cool. So also rest in peace to that guy. Um, is that rest cool. in piss or peace? <laughs> I wish, I wish they like, they explored his interaction with Kenny. Cause Kenny was a complete savage, but yeah, it was just like a still frame. I'm not complaining. It's cool mm. that they crossed paths. Just saying it would have been cool. It would have been cool because I think they did have a, a good amount of interactions with one. And I'm sure they had a good amount of one interactions with one another. Um, then after those shots, we, we get a shot of them arriving. When I say them, I'm saying Zeke, Aaron and Grisha, like, as they're all traveling together, essentially, even though Grisha at this moment in time, can't really see them. Um, so they arrive at the King, the King of the walls hideout years before he actually goes there and steals the founding Titan. So he's been aware of this place for 
years before he stole the Titan, um, which becomes important later on. I guess this just kind of shows yeah. his knowledge of everything and him just attempting again to steal the Titan. And this is good for this is, a, I guess, a good acting job from Aaron being shocked that he knew the location this early because once you watch the episode and then you watch it again, you realize that Aaron already has all this knowledge and knows this already. So I thought that was funny. I mean, when I was watching it for the first time, I was like, oh my God, wow. Like, yeah, he found it for the first time. Me and Aaron are shocked together. And then you realize that Aaron's just <laughs> well, with everyone. Well, do you think, I think you answer this. I think that his dad knew about it because Aaron told him, I guess that's, yeah. that's an implication. Like you can, you can infer that, right? Because of yeah. the power, right? I, that's okay. Quite, yeah. There's a scene later that I'm going to ask a similar question about that. I just, I mean, the whole nature of this time travel, like Dave said, can get <laughs> tough. And it just, it definitely leaves questions that I have, but we'll talk about them later. Okay. Um, we continue on with the flashbacks. Uh, we just continue seeing that Grisha is a very loving father. He loves Aaron con- unconditionally. He admits that, Zeke admits that he sees that uh, Grisha delayed his restorationist movements and seems to have learned from his past mistakes. Um, one night they're watching Grisha sleep uh, at his desk. He has the picture of his family of Dinah and Zeke, and he's kind of mumbling and apologizing to Zeke in his dream. And he stands up and notices Zeke standing in front of him to both Aaron and Zeke's surprise. Yeah. He, it's crazy. That was whack. I, cause I was like, can he actually see him? And then when you find out that he can kind of see him, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, because you, you kind of think that he's like waking up from a dream almost like Zeke. Like he stands up yeah. and he's looking at him. He's just saying Zeke from like the perspective that he just woke up, but mm-hmm. legitimately is looking Zeke in the face. And Zeke is just so shocked. And Aaron is as well, even though he shouldn't really. He's just at, this is more of his acting. Yeah. But just so wild. He even gets well, upset at this point, doesn't he? Because he's like next memory. Let's go. Yeah, he's the one who actually is the the first few memories it was zeke leading the charge but now it's aaron because the whole time aaron's just been in charge so well i think i think that he was surprised just to see that interaction that zeke and grisha had Mm. i mean i know he might have planned it but he never really it's not really clear if he witnessed it like like as an out-of-body experience the way he just did in that scene so and he might have been already doing like showing up in the past too and by himself like he never was able to do this with someone else so it could have come to him a surprise to him that like oh wow he can also see zeke as well as myself right so that yeah, and he might have had the and he might have had the plan and maybe that's why he wanted to get him out of there so soon is because he didn't want zeke to start asking questions about how can he see me he just wanted to keep yeah. going with the memories so the only reason grisha can see zeke is because he's palant he's traveling with aaron right i believe so because they're touching i think that allows them to like exchange abilities and especially because zeke it might be because of his uh his blood as well too is why he's able to use and see grisha as well but this is just me theorizing i guess maybe yeah, it's because I guess it's like, both in the paths too mm-hmm. or well yeah it's interesting because i guess you know that aaron technically has the ability to go into Grisha's memories and he has all of his memories already, but then Zeke by touching Aaron, like Dave said, has access to those memories. But is that, is that because of Zeke's new power that he has now in this 
other dimension paths area or is it because Aaron is leading him along and making him think that he can do it? I think it's the latter. Honestly. I think it's the la- I was going to say I think it's the latter as well. Okay. That's interesting. I think I think you're led to believe that it's like the founding Titans power yeah. that Zeke is doing this, but in reality it's not. And I think that I'm sure we'll get to this as well, but I think that Zeke never had the founder um, he never had control of it, which is what you kind of said in the beginning of the episode, yeah. Kyle. Like he never really had control of it. Aaron was just letting him believe this is all his his doing. When in reality, um, Aaron's the the leader, the, the the conductor of this train right now. My boy, <laughs> that's my boy. And then we get the great intro, rumbling, rumbling. <laughs> no, it was different, right? It was a different intro theme. Wasn't he kept. No. He was saying that when we watched, and I, I don't know. No, I think, I think it same. was it was a different part of the song or something like that. It, it was did sound like maybe. A, yeah, it sounded kind of like a different verse in the beginning, but then it gets to the the great heavy metal part kind of at the Break end. At the end. But also yeah. the um, the footage was different. Some really, of it, I, I'll have to go back and check that out. I think I the feel like the song for me was the same. I think so I didn't catch that, but there was definitely some same footage. We revisit that next episode. Yeah. I honestly yeah. try not to look at the visuals. Yeah, that's true. As uh, because for whatever fucking reason every show ever in existence spoils shit throughout their visuals in the opening i'd never get it but i'm watching fire force season two right now and literally the whole season is in every single piece that i've seen <laughs> yeah. i've seen in the freaking theme already it's so annoying yeah like yeah, demon slayers looks great but i just don't look at it because i know they're gonna spoil something the one piece fire ones been, by one, the way right? yes yes the one fire. piece one has been terrible in wano i feel like all of them have been so bad they ruined so much stuff that's why I reading why. is key, man. Yeah, I just skip those intros usually. Like, I'll try and listen without watching, but then after that, I just like I I can't do it. Otherwise, I don't. I just don't want things to be spoiled. Alrighty. Um. So after the intro, we see a young Aaron and Armin, and Aaron is talking to Zeke about. Um, Zeke's asking him, "Why did you betray me? Why are you opposing my plan?" And Aaron's just telling him, "Like I've always, I am who I've always been, and that's just someone who's fighting for freedom and a right to live in this world. That's why whenever Aaron says, um, because I was born into this world, it's more of him just saying, like I just have a right to fight for my freedom, just like everyone else. That's yeah. kind of what he's saying in those lines. He says I mean, it all the time. Just a savage it. from the jump. Mm-hmm. Sorry, he cites that sentiment with the scene of him." completely murdering Mikasa's abductors. Yeah. So like he, like that, that, that behavior was not taught where Zeke thought he was like, Zeke thought Aaron was just like him, just like Zeke because of their mutual connection via their father. In reality, Aaron is completely independent in these feelings. There's no outside influence. There's two great parts. I feel like of this scene and I, it's been so long since I watched the first season but when he says like i just like killed some monsters who happen to look like humans does he ever does he actually say that in this scene in season one or is this like is that a brand new line i don't know it might be a brand new line because i don't know if we ever got this far into the aftermath of yeah. that event also I, that I seemed really like that would have like popped like been a bigger memory for me yes from season one but also when aaron kind of starts laying it to zeke straight a little bit in this scene and that he's like you thought you were going to find some damaged little brother that you could easily influence. But like, that is not me. Like I'm not that guy. Like I am very comfortable with myself. I've always been this way. No one changed me basically that I created myself and 
he and then Z kind of has a little bit of a decent comeback, but I just like how Aaron says like when I look at you, I just see like some damaged man who like can't get over this fact that your father was a bad father, and I thought he just kind of dunks on him in this scene, which is kind of ironic too because it's funny that you were you're saying that Aaron was saying that about Zeke when I took it as him talking about like his father, his own oh. father, which it works in both in both ways. Like he at this point in time, I feel like he just only views his father as just a pawn in his plan now because yeah. he's just too he's he was too weak to do what Aaron is doing right now. And that's kind of how I took it. But it's it's crazy because it does work with both Zeke and Grisha here. Yeah. And, and Zeke even has a, actually a decent comeback in that he said, whatever, that's fine. Like if dad made me this way, then dad's the one who's going to save the world essentially, which is fairly ironic because Zeke at this point is still very confident that <laughs> he's going to be able to use his abilities to euthanize, euthanize all of the Eldians. Yeah. Right. Sterilize. <laughs> yeah. Sterilize essentially. Um, like Kyle said, uh, Aaron is telling Zeke that they aren't the same. Aaron is one who steals freedom from others before they steal it from him. Um, Aaron, yeah. Like Kyle said, sees a man who can't accept himself until he denies his father's wish to restore Eldia. He's a pathetic man still haunted by his father. Um, Zeke, even though he has the founding Titan, will n- still says he will never abandon Aaron. He still believes that they're one and the same and just is never going to give up hope on him. Next flashback memory we get is Grisha writing on the back of his photograph uh, with his uh, Marleyan family and this is when he sees Aaron standing next to him again so this is like the third interaction of them being noticed in these flashbacks now it is the day of the attack of the first attack on paradise and we get a reshot of Aaron's discussion with his parents about joining the scouts and his dad leaving however when he tells Aaron he's going to show him his basement when he returns, we find out that he was actually referring to older Aaron in this moment and not younger Aaron. It still worked because he's looking him dead in the eyes, right? Like, I'm pretty sure. Is that yes. what happened? Yeah. Grish That's is like, how I saw it, too. That's he's how like, I saw when it too. I come back, I'll show you everything. And it's literally older Aaron directly in his face. And Grish is like terrified looking at him. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. 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 That was a realization that I just had, too, um, during the re- during the watch where I didn't realize that in the ma- in the manga. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's fucking yeah. awesome. That's really, really cool. Yeah, he However, was looking right at him. However, we know what happens next. Grisha is actually heading to the king's hideout and he's pleading with Frida Rice to kill the Titans attacking the wall and uh, save the people. But she denies, saying that they should just accept the sins of their ancestors. He counters with why should innocent people who are completely ignorant and have no idea of their ancestors' sins have to repent? Um, and Grisha, in this moment, as he's pleading, does get a hint of bloodlust almost from Aaron. Like he kind of looks over and notices Aaron. And this is where Aaron is. We get that another terrifying shot from Mappa of Aaron's face, kind of just pissed off at what Freed is talking about. He's like, just absolutely furious that she sees this as the only way out for their people. With good reason, honestly. I mean, from his mm-hmm. perspective, he, when he was born, did nothing wrong. I mean, he was just essentially condemned to death for, no fault of his own essentially and i don't i just it's hard in when you're watching the show for the first time to like formulate an opinion on like such a kind of like a deep thought i guess you could say it just makes me it's really interesting to me that when i'm on like tiktok 
let's say, which is probably too much if we're going to be honest. <laughs> and and people have like philosophical debates over like who is right, like defend. I my favorite TikToks are always people like dressing up like oh like it's Sunday, like gotta get on like my tuxedo to defend like the world's sexiest war criminal, which is just Aaron. And <laughs> but like people people get in debates and shit in the comments section over like who is right, like what level of morality is involved in this. And honest, I just think that's what makes it a great show is that they don't really portray anyone as particularly good versus someone that's particularly evil but i well, agree not until, not until we got to the deep shit like we yeah. are now yeah. season one clear villain was the titans and yeah. and then aaron i mean and then reiner Bertold, and annie were then like the only deeper villain that we had beyond yeah. that but now we know it's that's not all true i mean like the fritzes with grisha pleading to them the honorary Marlians, the Eldians who live in, in Marley, like they have just the worst case of Stockholm syndrome yeah. of all time, you know? And, and, but also their reasoning, their logic is not, it's not entirely flawed. Cause I guess there is the truth that this old, the old Eldians or whatever, they just like slaughtered all these people. And, yeah. you know, and, and I guess also that um what is her name who who's holding the founding titan at this point the girl with the purple eyes frida frida rice she has the memories at that point right of yeah everything from the past so i guess she has obviously a very well-informed perspective of the potential destruction but that's the the king's vow right that's she's kind of she's shackled by those memories and yeah can't see anything beyond that really and And this moment um, with this thing i'm team aaron no you're good I think at the end, I was just going to make that comment while we were talking about Zeke and picking sides. And I was like, honestly, like I don't side with the sterilization plan, obviously, but by the end of this episode, I do find myself leaning a little bit more towards Zeke just because I feel so much for the guy. And like, yeah, Aaron, again, being this monster portrayed, being portrayed as this monster here, like Jaegerist kind of like I'm, I'm floating a little bit almost. I I'm I stand where I have stood. I think that both have good reasoning, but I think both are a little flawed. I I don't we don't know Aaron's game plan all the way just yet. Yeah, I think yeah. that sterilizing people is like how do you have a how can you make that choice for someone else? I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, so. I agree. That is obviously an absurd thought process to have for it's i mean it's desperate though they're all desperate and you just it's it's mortifying to watch but it's also great entertainment for us oh yeah oh it's fantastic <laughs> entertainment i mean it, the fact that it makes you think a little bit and we can have these discussions is is honestly fun i mean this, this is what it's not fun but it's things like this that made death note amazing like the 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 morality and uh, the philosophical side of things is just great conversation pieces. That's why we, oh, yeah. you know, had to come like we had to do this. Yeah, it's such a but I think ride too. I think what Death Note did a great job of doing as well um, is that it really showed the abuse of power and how it can mess with you. And I think we are in for a lot of that theme mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah. So we'll continue on, and Grisha admits saying that he can't use the founding titan but he says that each titan does have a special trait of their own and the reason the attack titan has never bowed to anyone is because it because it is to fight the king's righteousness we get the reveal that the attack <laughs> titan 
can view into the future, which was the big twist. And now we kind of get an understanding of Aaron's plan a little bit here. And it's just, holy shit, again, another layer to this whole story of chaos. Yeah, it's just like we've said a couple of times throughout this episode too, that this kind of stuff can get dangerous, but I have full faith in the author and this guy. It's a guy, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Actually. It begins with an I. I, so. I know that his last name, yeah. I believe their last name, either or, but um, it's just like, so unbelievable that this is where we're at, that we get to a point where Aaron then convinces Grisha to, do the deed which we all had assumed up until this episode that he did on his own free will because he was a psychopath but we learned that aaron basically convinced him to do this and just the greater repercussions of that are just like it's hard to even wrap my head around it like what decisions were heavily influenced what weren't what does this mean for the future because like what is the future at this point is there the potential that we're not even in the present when we're back to like, if we ever get back to Shinigashima, I guess is where we're at and the attack, like, is that actually what's happening? So I just, I don't. Yeah. That's a great question is like how much real world time is being is, is passed right now. Like, yeah. Seconds, years, like, are they going to wake up and everything's going to be over? Like who knows what could happen? Um, we do see though that Grisha was like he was about to transform, but he stops himself. He notices the children running away and then kind of sympathizes with them, understanding that if this were to happen to Aaron and Mikasa, that he would, you know, absolutely break down. And um, so he he can't really go through with it, but this is where things really start to get dark as Aaron starts whispering to his father, convincing him just straight up to eat Frida rice and just kill everyone in that room. He's saying, isn't this what you want? Is it like you wanted to avenge Dinah and Kruger, all this stuff. And those words just really hit Grisha. And he just in a fit of rage, just stabs himself and transforms. And we know the rest is history that he eats Frida rice and has the founding Titan, but Holy shit, man, Aaron is straight up a villain right now <laughs> just seeing the aftermath too in the next scene when he's like alone in that field and the first thing he says was like i did it like i killed them all like like are you happy aaron like or whatever things like that and i was like oh my gosh like it's again i've, I've said it a million times and i'll probably say it 18 million times before we're done with this final season but like just never saw this coming never saw this as a possibility that we would see grisha kind of reduced to this state because of Aaron. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like so crazy to watch. And I, and shout out to, I saw this a little bit, people giving props to um, Grisha's voice actor, but that guy just put it all out on the line. It was so believable. It was very, it was very emotional and like heart wrenching, just like seeing him react in this way to his son from the future, convincing him to murder young children <laughs> to then further some insane plan of his. I just can't imagine the level of pain. Yeah, and um, what I what I really liked about that scene is I think Dave will probably talk about it, but um, Grisha du- verbally interacts directly with the time traveling Zeke and Aaron in this scene. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that he does it with Zeke. Yeah, they like hug or whatever. Like, did they actually touch or like what? You know, I, it looked like they did. Yeah, I feel like they did. 
but it's just, yeah, Grisha is leaving the hideout in shambles, completely mortified of what he did, asking Aaron if this was all for the greater good, really hoping that he, what he did was, and if Aaron is satisfied for what he did. And then he starts to call up to Zeke, saying that he's seen Aaron's memories of what comes next, and it is terrifying. He sees Zeke then and completely breaks down, admitting to his wrong treatment of him and that he has always loved him and wished that he had spent more time with him. This completely wrecks Zeke and he also begins to cry. But Aaron breaks the reunion and that is the end of the episode. Bro, Aaron's pose too. It's just like standing there menacingly like you can't see his face. He's like, let's get on with the motherfuckers. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, man. But this yeah, is I, a question that I had is at what point does Aaron begin influencing Grisha? Because I was just going to ask this. Yes. I was just going to ask. I'm this. just, and the main reason I asked the question is because at this point we know that after this whole scenario where he kills the King's family and everyone, and then he has this breakdown where he's like telling Zeke, Hey, you need to stop Aaron. Doesn't after this, he gives Aaron the attack Titan power. Like mm-hmm. he lets Aaron eat him. So why would he do that? Like, why would he let Aaron just yeah, eat him? Because that seems like that would be the best opportunity to stop Aaron's future craziness would be to not let him get the attack Titan power. I think, I think he's just also like- suicidal at this point in time. I, I don't know. Like he's already guess, lost. He already yeah. knows. I, th- I think he already knows his wife is dead. Um, but also you have to assume he's seen the future. So yeah. he, like he's forced to do this. And what he said is like still kind of ambiguous. Sure. Of what comes next is terrifying, but like there could be a point after that in which he, yeah. you know, is willing to let Aaron eat him for that reason. Potentially. I could also see him like kind of, not like relinquishing his responsibility, but he does say in this scene, like Zeke, you got to stop him. So he might be thinking like, I, I can't do anything at this point. So I just need to play my role. And then hopefully Zeke in the future will be able to stop him. I could see that angle. And I, I really think that to answer your question too, about when did Grisha start getting influenced by Aaron? Like we see the points in time at which Aaron and Zeke are like going through the memories so Aaron and Zeke like aren't always there like it's not like Aaron is just constantly going back in time it's just that as we're going through it in real world time this is the moment in time they go back and so they're only really there for the important moments of Grisha's life which seem to be like yeah. at his low points and when he's still kind of conflicting between his Eldian uh, or his family on Marley or his family on Marley and in Paradise like I think it's just really in this moment that he's influenced by Aaron's decisions, potentially you think, like killing the king. Oh, and we I also too king, technically and technically too. I mean, Aaron also could like we get that shot of Kruger with Grisha when he's telling Grisha to eat him that he's like, you got to protect Armin Mikasa. Aaron, Armin Mikasa yeah. and the and others. He's like, he's like, who is that? And he's like, I don't even who, know who they he are. Goes, Whose memories are those? Yeah. No, this is where. Do you remember that, I, Kyle? You remember that scene? I yeah. Uh, now I do. Yeah. yeah. He's I. This is where I'm fucked up. That's about why. Him. That's why that moment. He's like he can. He knows their names because he Kruger could also see into the future, which more is more confusing for us. But go ahead, Alki. I'm sorry. Mine is like this is a multi layered discussion slash question, but it's related to all this, and it's really fucking me up because 
I, first things first, was Aaron the first person to unlock the future site? Okay. I, I think it's a reasonable question, and, and I don't yeah. think we'll be able to answer right now. I don't think he's discussion. the – my guess would be – I don't think he's the first person ever. But but he's probably like, the first to, like, do this deep shit with it. It seems like it's probably the first in a long time. Yeah. I okay. Th- I'm, sure, I'm sure when the Titans were at their, like, initial power, when Eldia was, like, OG Eldia was being fucking crazy people, I'm sure they might have been able to do it a little bit. I'm th- let me let me chime in real quick. I think it's a combination of one, like we've said before in the past, how uh, Galliard kind of unlocked the Jaw Titans' full potential. Like I th- I'm yeah. thinking something along the lines of Aaron doing the same here, but also at the same time that Aaron has had so many interact. Like Aaron and company on Paradise Island have been the ones to discover the full history of everything. Like. Aaron has been had has been able to have those interactions with Historia, uh, Dina. So he has had the moments of being able to touch the royal blood and use the Titans' ability to its fullest. Whereas Kruger and Grisha may like they never had that opportunity. So they themselves may have never known that they could see in the future. And maybe right. for someone like Kruger in the past who didn't really have full understanding of the the attack titans abilities when he does yeah. get those future memories he's like he he probably assumes to himself that those are just like long time ago like memories not in the future he thinks they're probably from the past so yeah that's a good i think point. it's just a, i think it's just a combination of all that mm-hmm. but also i guess kruger was fairly restricted in how often and well mm-hmm. he could use it's not like he could be using the power as often as aaron does i mean aaron turns into a titan pretty much every day he's alive at this point so. <laughs> yes yo but but like you guys are all right and i agree with everything but it it um it it unlocks another piece of this question right for me because aaron didn't tell grisha to like uh, mentally abuse zeke to plant the seed cuz aaron didn't have the power and also he didn't and he didn't grisha need to grisha grisha didn't have the power it was kruger then but yeah. it is possible that he was influencing Kruger to murder and um, uh, Grisha's sister. Oh, spit. right. Yeah, to become yes, Al. Yes, but this is goes. This goes even deeper, right? When we go and we see them traveling through Grisha's memories, it's Zeke and Aaron in their clothes that they had, or in the moment you assume after his, like after all that battle went down. I think that it may be possible that Aaron did not plant all these seeds until they touched because this time, the time moves so slow in these paths. And this is the first time Zeke and Aaron have walked through it. And Grisha is, is responding to the Aaron that we know as far as the show has gone on. Like Aaron present day, Aaron is the Aaron that, grisha is seeing he's not seeing scouting legion aaron he's not seeing um time skip aaron you know yeah. we're seeing this aaron we're not seeing the aaron after they like defeated all the titans outside the walls okay like we're seeing this aaron so i think that it's possible like it's a theory but i think it's possible that because the time there's no concept of time like in these paths it's possible that while he's sitting there talking with Zeke, he's like going everywhere all the way back to who knows what and planting all these seeds to lead to this fucking moment right now. 
It is. I mean, <laughs> it, everything Aaron has done planting these seeds has absolutely been so that he can in this moment after we see Grisha and Zeke interact is so he could eat his father and get the founding titan like everything he's done is so he could eat, become the found like the founding yeah. attack so, titan so just to clarify what you're saying you're saying that Aaron at any has never used this power until right now when he got his head shut off and he's and he got transported to that area which like, then which then in turn technically means that he had been using it throughout the whole right. series which this is, is it's, what made it's me the bootstrap it. it's the bootstrap paradox this is that. what made me this is what made me think about it we just watched prisoner of azkaban right all this shit happens <laughs> in a in prisoner of azkaban they're in hagrid's house they see the rocks fly through the window they look through behind them in the woods and they're like what the fuck happened right but then you realize that harry and hermione did that but they didn't go back in time till after all those events happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So maybe I'm I'm trying to say that maybe this shit is like it's similar. You know yeah, what I'm I saying? I can see that. You've seen you've yeah. seen dark, right? I've seen dark. Yeah. yeah and it's like yeah. it's just like it's just like that. Yeah. It's the same idea. And I I think it's a common like travel time travel theme. And yeah. I know he's not traveling in time, but he's obviously influencing current events based on his knowledge and power, right? And I, I'm just, I'm not really coming to the conclusion that he did all this stuff now. It's just like, I want to know when did he start? Yeah. You know, yeah. like when, because as far as I'm concerned, it seems like this is all happening right now. Like he told Aaron, he told Grisha, go kill those people in the scene we just watched. We didn't see Aaron and Zeke and then another Aaron tell Grisha. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, just, that's, that's where I'm, it's just a, cra- it's crazy to talk about. That's yeah, all I'm saying. That's, and that's the danger of introducing concepts like this is that it's, it's kind of hard to make it all make sense. But in general, I'm honestly, it could be completely paradoxical. I mean, the bootstrap paradox, which is kind of what a lot of like dark and I guess Harry Potter too are, are built off of in a sense in that like there's cause and effect, but like technically that effect is what then is the cause of the original cause. So it, everything kind of just like rolls in a circle of there is no first. Right. Just like, it's just happening. I don't even know it. So it just, doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it's so I, like, confusing. <laughs> the words just barely fall out of my mouth. From but my that's head. it. You're right. That you're absolutely right. That it just becomes a cycle and the cycle can te- technically continue to move on. It's just, yeah. Well, so this- it's just like an infinite loop. And does the, I mean, does the starting point even matter at this point? I don't even know. Right. Well, it doesn't like bottom line is he's making this shit happen. Cause he's, yeah. You know, and it's just, I just think it's so cool, you know, and, and yeah, that was great. when I was reading, I was like, when, did, when did he do this? Yeah. You know, and then, and then uh, when I was rewatching, I was like going into Dave's room, like, dude, when the fuck did he do this? Because I, I knew this was happening, but mm-hmm. I, and now it's a little, makes a little more sense to me, but still it's just like, it's just crazy. So like, I, like, obviously he, I think like what I said about him pl- be. Uh, creating the owl through uh, through Kruger, I think that's true. That's fine. I think I love he that. did. I think he did all of that to make Grisha into the Attack Titan. So also Grisha's wife ate Aaron's mom, who he then later touched to like a coordinate. Like, you know, like what? all that shit is planned. Aaron purpose like you can also look at it like Aaron got his mom killed too at the same time like Aaron exactly. planned that yeah. Aaron planned that too like Aaron also, literally 
I mean, did that Aaron, to himself. Aaron puts himself through this terrible life. Yeah, exactly. Like right. he does this to himself, which yeah, is so wild. <laughs> he no, does it to himself. Exactly. So that's like that. When I was talking about Dave, I'm like thinking to myself, did this happen multiple times? And this is like the nth try yeah. of him trying to do this. You know what I'm saying? It, it poses yeah. a lot of questions. That's and a I really think, good point. You know what I'm saying? And this is why the show's so good, bro. Yeah. Like, this is why it's so good. Yeah, it's get- true. Is this the first cycle or is this like an nth level cycle where Aaron is maybe like tweaking little things to get his plan? Oh, fuck. The solo leveling treatment. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or the dark, dark treatment, treatment right? Yeah. That's what dark is all about. Shite. Yeah. This all this right, episode well. just blows. <laughs> Every episode is just a reveal at this point in time. I can't it's, wait for next episode. <laughs> I don't even. I actually forget what's going to happen in the next episode. I just know we're close to big events happening. So yeah. I'm excited. I mean, this Sunday will be the. I'll be caught up, so it'll be fresh Demon Slayer, fresh Attack on Titan. That's quite the day, dude. Yeah. Demon Slayer is flames dude. it's so good it's right flames, now dude. It's i'm so gonna start good. this weekend i think bro anyway, just watch it just i'm almost i'm almost caught up in fire force i did a fire a force is good too but i'm honestly getting a little sick of this season i think it's a little bit like i don't know like it could be a little more serious but the I, calendar I, is annoying i don't know why we're doing the calendar what? you know what i'm talking about the the, the fire department calendar Oh, that's just a, it's like, yeah, I know, I know. All right, all right. Back on track of uh, Attack on Titan. That's it. Go around for, yeah. Uh, oh, episode ratings. Ra- episode ratings, starting oh with Kyle. Oh, my God. Um, this is one's going to be tough, man. This one's tough. So I think last episode you gave a 10. Last out of 10. episode was a 10. I think this is a nine and a half. I think okay. the shit that happens is crazy. And like the ending of the episode makes the whole episode so much better. And, it makes the show so much better. This is an episode that makes the entire show as a whole, like kind of clicks it up a notch. But I do think that it's a step down from last week. Cause last week I was like, like just sweating, heart racing, not breathing, like going crazy. So I think that last week's was a little bit better from an enjoyment level. So this is a nine and a half. I'm saying nine and a half. I don't remember what I said. I said nine or nine and a half. Last I think you week. said not. You said nine, but you also could have given it a nine and a half. You said I think was your final yes, of last right. week's. I think this is a nine and a half because like this is these types of episodes just it just it opened a whole can of worms, man. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what the next episode is going to be. I guess I do because I read, but like <laughs> <laughs> it was just so it was just so ground. It's so groundbreaking. Like this is the type of episode like when you can watch it going back and you'll you can rewatch it you don't have to watch the episodes before and you'd be like what the fuck oh yeah you know what i'm this saying is a, this is like a foundational episode like when this show's yes. over and i'm thinking back of episodes and like or things that happened this is one of the things that's going to totally be there like Levi vs beast titan and that whole like the battle for shinigashima is there erwin's final charge like reveal just, of reiner and Bertolt. reveal of Annie. that like there's so many moments like that and this one this honestly, this episode as a whole pretty much fits in that box. You're on the edge of your seat because they reveal a lot of information. They toy with your feelings a great deal. And you learn a lot about like Grisha too, which he was mostly a mystery. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he came off as very kind of almost one dimensional up until right. this episode. Yes. 
I'm going to go. I think I went with a nine and a half last week. I'm going to go with a nine. I completely agree, Kyle. I love the way you put it that when you think on, when you think back on Attack on Titan, this is absolutely going to be one of those moments where you're just going to be like, this is a moment that changed the manga and the, or the anime rather as a whole. And the direction that it's going to go is definitely going to change a lot because of it. So, Got to give it a nine out of ten here. I love you guys know me. I love a little action, so a nice little fight in here would have tipped it off a little bit more for me. But as far as as far as reveals go, this was a nine out of ten episode. I mean, truly incredible stuff, groundbreaking, and um, and next week's is going to be so good. <laughs> I can't I wait. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say. I wonder, <laughs> like, when this shit came out in manga, like when it was written. You know how you read the One Piece Reddits and Discords every week? Like, I wonder what people were saying before this reveal. Like, what were people thinking is happening? You know, I could probably I, I, ask. I could probably ask Robin because as soon as she got into this, she was on that Reddit probably for hours a day. So I'll see what she she was saying about this part. Yeah, I mean, if you I'll really want to know, too, on those Reddits. yeah, you could probably go back and find. Yeah, it. you could just look at the chapter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, boys. <laughs> all right everybody thanks for listening to our coverage of attack on titan episode 79 Woo. um we'll keep out for uh next week's episode we'll be covering episode 80 of course look out for our coverage of letter kenny and dexter we have a few great episodes uh interviews and things like that going along with them some uh, this pitch is, towns too yeah some pitch towns on the way we just what? dropped manifest as well so the be last sure to listen kingdom to that. the last kingdom that was an watch amazing that. watch yeah yeah um otherwise subscribe to our uh patreon uh spotify apple music or apple podcasts yeah we got <laughs> youtube too i'm yeah. not everyone, paying money for this everyone YouTube. checking out these beautiful faces follow us on twitter instagram you know the whole ordeal thanks for listening this is bingetown tv you're listening to the geekscape network 